Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. And uh, on this podcast, we are talking, of course, not just about food, not just about food environment, uh, not just what surrounds us when it comes to food, but also we are talking a lot about um, different lifestyle adjustments, how to design our environment to help us to be our best, to have the most awesome life experience, to have the most energy, to feel up every day. And when we don't feel up, figure out why is it we aren't feeling up and what can we do to change this or to get as many benefits from not feeling up as possible because we human beings, we learn a lot from our down moments and failures and things that aren't aren't working out. Um, So this podcast is all about optimal life experience and practices and habits and tools and foods that we can all use to create this more optimal life experience. And guys, uh, we are talking a lot about sleep on this podcast. And recently, we've been talking a lot about sleep, uh, partially because sleep is the foundation of um, you feeling good, of you feeling full of energy, and your body and your brain performing well. Sleep is not just some... um, some state when you do nothing and when nothing happens. No, actually, we sleep, evolution chose uh, um, quite a lot of hours of our day, like third of our day, to put us into sleep. Evolution chose that uh, because it is a very important state when there is a lot of recovery, um, rebuilding, uh, is happening in our body and in our brain, where we solidify what we learn during the day, where we form our memories, where we metabolize our emotional experiences and figure out how to do better when it comes to um, relationships and social connections. And that's when the body rebuilds different tissue, like our muscles, for us to be better at fitness, for example, if that's something we um, are trying to improve, right? Uh, there is a lot going known in sleep that we're still discovering uh, as a society. But what we definitely know right now that uh, sleep is hugely important. And it's not just um, inactive state when we do nothing. No, sleep is where the foundation of our well-being, of our health, health, of our performance, of our uh, memories, of everything. That's where it's all formed where it all starts. And that's why we need to protect our sleep and make sure that we are doing everything we can, everything that is in our power. And there is a lot that is in our power and a lot that we can change. Um, We just got to make sure that we do everything to make this sleep experience as optimal as possible. And science uh, has now quite a lot to say about optimizing this experience. And today we are going to, we're going to talk about 80 20 principle when it comes to sleep. Basically, how to optimize where um, in your sleep you're going to get like 80% of benefits just by doing those few uh, 20% of things. Um, Foundational habits that will allow you to get, again, 80% of sleep benefits. And a lot of people trying to improve sleep, especially, you know, if you are into self-improvement, self-development or supplements or, you know, uh, this kind of stuff that is more considered to be more advanced. Um, 
So some people who are into that, they start um, figuring out some um, sleep um, schedule or sleep, I don't know, timing, like precise timing when you're going to get the most amount of sleep with the least amount of hours or this new supplement that's or smart drug or um, something else that's going to improve your quality of sleep dramatically without... But then people miss the point that basics still give you the most benefits. Now, if you want to build something on top of that, uh, that may be good. That might bring some additional benefits, like maybe um, taking uh, magnesium uh, before bed, like 30 minutes before bed, that I personally do, right? But um, whenever I work with someone um, trying to improve their sleep, I never start with magnesium. I actually start with the routine, with those, you know, foundational practices that will give you 80% of benefits. Um, and today we will just go through them. And if you have any questions, not sure how to make it happen in your life or not sure about some specific, please do let me know and I'll share more details with you. So um, 8 to 24 hours sleep. And I'm actually going to share with you information that um, I got recently from Flow Research Collective where I'm taking um flow high performance coaching for coaches <laughs> it's um um long it will take a long time to explain everything about this training but uh, it basically teaches you how to be a badass human being the most badass human being that you can possibly be in all ways how to perform and live optimally to optimize your experience and also trainer accelerator is for people who want to help others like to I'm a coach, so that's why I'm taking this. But anyhow, um, they dedicated a whole day on sleep because sleep is a foundation of everything, um, uh, of how well our nutrition works, our exercise works, how well we work, how uh, good of an experience we have uh, in our relationship. Sleep is all about that, right? So 80 20 of sleep. Um, let me find the beginning and it's going to be short guys. So, uh, eight hours of sleep daily and in the collective, in this flow research collective, they say that you got to get into a mindset of, um, sleep is not shrinkable. It's not compressible. So eight hours of sleep period, you put it in your schedule, you lock it down and also on sleeping on the same schedule that's kind of already advanced, not 80-20, but um, sleeping on the same, same schedule will improve the quality of your sleep and how easy it is for you to go to bed on time and wake up on time, feeling refreshed and rested. Um, so eight hours of sleep in bed. I personally go to bed at uh, a little bit earlier than 9 p.m. and I don't allow myself to get up earlier than 5 p.m. I used to like wake up sometimes in the middle of the night, sometimes I still do. And then I kind of like, okay, I'm probably, I've probably rested enough, so I need to get up. But no, I don't allow myself to do that because some things can wake us up, but it doesn't mean that necessarily we got all the sleep that we need to get. So now I stay in bed for eight hours, no matter what. And it's in my schedule and I don't put anything into this schedule. In the collective, they also, um, shared this important thought that we need to learn how to prioritize things around, how to schedule our things around our sleep, not the other way around. So for example, if you need to fly somewhere, then how about prioritizing not the price, but the 
timing of that flight, so you sleep uh, on the same schedule as you usually do. I'm guilty of that, guys. I usually would squeeze in 5 a.m. flight and then would have to get up, of course, like 3 a.m. to to make this flight. So I'm rethinking this strategy for sure, even though I did it mostly because it allowed me to get into the place where I was going earlier. Um, but now I'm going to try to make sure I do everything I can to sleep on the same schedule as many days a year as possible. So, but number one, back to basics, eight hours of sleep, and it's not shrinkable, not compressible, put it in your schedule and don't move it. It's time for to build the foundation of everything else in your life, your fitness, your health, your mental performance, your um, emotional intelligence, your um, success in your relationships, like how uh, satisfied you're going to be in your relationships with other people. Um, The next one, cold. It's going to be cold in your room, ideally 18 degrees Celsius or about 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, Temperature is one of those things that improves our sleep a lot. When we are hot, we're not going to sleep too well. So, um, I don't know, open the windows, have um, an air conditioner, buy one of those um, things that you put on your mattress, like mat, that cools um, that cools you down and set the ideal temperature and you're going to be sleeping much, much deeper. They actually did quite a lot of experiments on that. Dark, it's got to be dark in your room, guys. There's like no stuff, no street lights shining into your room. Uh, invest into good quality blackout curtains or uh, have some sort of tape on your window so nothing is shining. Ideally, again, uh, when you look at your hand extended, you should not be able to see that how dark it should be. And if there are some devices shining blue and green lights, like maybe TVs or um, some alarms or something else, then please do cover those lights somehow. Um, so yeah, it's got to be dark. At the very least, you got to have a mask that uh, covers your eyes really well. So again, so you don't see anything through it. So at least eye mask, but it's got to be dark. Um, food, at least two hours before bed. I usually recommend three hours before bed. Yeah, it's really important. Um, a lot of studies uh, have shown that uh, when we eat right prior to our bedtime, we're not going to be sleeping that well. Our uh, deep sleep and recovery and restoration not going to be going that well. So food, at least two hours before bed. Um, power down. For many of my clients, that's been a game changer when they finally develop a routine winding down, powering down routine before bed. So they would set the alarm. Let's say if you want to go to bed at um, nine, um, you got to have at least 30 minutes of winding down routine. So you set the alarm for 8.30 p.m. And that's when you can start, for example, uh, take a shower that will actually cool your body temperature down at the end of it. Um, do five minutes of gratitude journaling, uh, do some foam rolling, maybe some stretching, whatever works for you, maybe do a short meditation. Um, so have this at least 30 minute winding down routine that will improve your ability to fall asleep faster and sleep better. It will improve the quality of your sleep. So powering down, winding down routine is a game changer again for many of my clients when it comes to falling asleep on time and uh, sleeping really well. Uh, fluids, cut back on fluids at 
like at least an hour before bed, but I usually recommend 90 minutes before bed, stop drinking. That will allow you to not wake up in the middle of the night making uh, bathroom trips, and that will improve the quality of your sleep because you're going to be able to sleep uh, through eight hours or, you know, something like that uninterrupted. So uh, please do cut back on fluids. Again, a lot of my clients uh, didn't know that and they were drinking right up to going to bed and not drinking early enough in the day. That's why they would feel thirsty at night. So I would recommend a lot of my clients to start drinking right when you wake up, half a liter of of water when you wake up and then keep drinking um, water throughout the day. And then um, an hour, 90 minutes before bed, stop drinking everything and your uh, night bathroom trips will stop. Um, Noise. It's got to be quiet in our room, guys. And in most rooms, in most places these days, it's not quiet. We don't have necessarily uh, windows that protect us 100% from the noise outside. So what we want to do is figure out um, some uh, noise canceling earplugs that you're comfortable with. And at first it might not be as comfortable, but you get used to them. Like my mom always says, I don't want to have earplugs. Well, she used to say, um, you know, they're uncomfortable. I can't fall asleep. I feel them. But then after a while she got used to them and now she loves them because uh, they allow her to fall asleep and stay asleep. So earplugs, very important, unless you're really 100% sure of your uh, sleeping environment that it's noise free. free. Because uh, sometimes in the middle of the night, uh, some noise can wake us up, but we're not going to be consciously aware of that, but um, we wake up and we are not as well rested. So to prevent those noises that can um, unconsciously wake us up without us knowing about that. So to prevent those um, waking up moments, use earplugs. Um, I've been an earplug user for many years now, and at first, yeah, it felt uncomfortable, but then you get used to them and try several brands. There are different ones. Exercise. Um, exercise during the day helps you to fall asleep and sleep better, but um, you got to finish all your intense exercise three plus hours before bed. Otherwise, it can... Um, in your system, there still can be stress hormones circulating there that will keep you awake and will make, and also your body temperature will be usually higher. And those two factors can really uh, keep you awake and alert when you're supposed to be sleeping. So three plus hours before bed, uh, stop intense exercise. Of course, if you do things like yoga that wind you down, that's another story. We're talking about intense exercise. Don't do much of it right before for bad substances. Cat caffeine, alcohol, nicotine, 10 plus or 12 hours before bed because those all circulate in our system for quite a long time. You might be able to fall asleep or get unconscious with like alcohol in your system. But uh, the quality of your sleep, all the studies show it's not even negotiable or questionable. All the studies show your sleep quality is going to be compromised a lot. And Matt Walker, one of the leading researchers on sleep, he likes to compare drinking, especially drinking a lot before bed and getting unconscious easier with um, like if somebody hit you with a bat on your head uh, and you fell unconscious, like would you consider that sleep? So the same with alcohol, um, just alcohol, you know, happens not physically, but uh, chemically. So it just, it can knocks your brain out unconscious, but it's not sleep. 
and definitely not the same kind of sleep that you will get without any substances in your brain. Uh, caffeine, uh, nicotine, those are also all stimulants like nicotine. Uh, you know, some people actually, I'm not talking about smoking, but some people take nicotine uh, as a stimulant to help them stay focused. You can even Google uh that if you are curious about that. Um, there, there are a lot of questions about this substance. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but for um, it, it is a stimulant. And so if you're a smoker, for example, uh, also, and you smoke uh, close to your bedtime, that will keep you awake. Um, caffeine circulates in our system till also 10 to 12 hours. And um, you might not you might fall asleep or get unconscious, but the sleep quality, again, probably isn't optimal. The closer to bedtime you consume caffeine and coffee. So for me, I go to bed 9 p.m. So my cutoff time, it, like I usually try to cut it off these days 9, 10 a.m., but the very like the latest is 11 a.m. That's my caffeine cutoff time, 10 hours before bedtime. And if you want to drink a glass of wine, if you're a wine drinker, um, lunch is, early lunch is probably the best time to have it. That's going to have the least effect uh, on your metabolism. And because our metabolism is the most active uh, during the middle of the day, uh, your like alcohol will be metabolized out of your system much quicker, affecting your health um, the least amount. So these are the 80-20 of your sleep, guys. Please, re- please re-listen to this episode and make sure that you're taking care of these basics. And without anything else on top of that, once you do it consistently, for even a few days, you're going to feel like a completely different person. Um, one more, um, uh, some people consider it advanced tip, but I consider it actually one of the foundational tips. If you sleep on the same schedule and that schedule um, f- falls into somewhere between 10, 6, 10 p.m., 6 a.m., 9 p.m., um, 5 a.m., um, or some people go to bed 8 p.m. sleeping to 4 a.m. If your sleep falls, falls somewhere in that, the quality of that sleep will improve. And you will notice it because of your performance, your overall optimistic uh, overview on life and any projects you're working on, and also your motivation, it will increase dramatically. Probably it has to do something with dopamine um, release in your system um, the way it's supposed to. So same schedule, it's good, but a bit better if your sleep schedule falls somewhere in those hours, you know, 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. works for a lot of people, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. works for a lot of people like myself. Um, sometimes uh, for a lot of especially creative people, what works is 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. because um, then you can do like your writing or your really creative work without being disturbed. So that's a little bit of advanced tip. But again, 80-20 rule, remember that when you do those things, the quality of everything else in your life will improve. So please do them. Please figure out how you can make them happen. If you have any questions, please reach out. I'll help you to work on the details. Maybe, you know, you are having trouble staying asleep, falling asleep. Maybe you have something close to insomnia and you can't figure out what's happening and why you can't sleep normally on a regular basis basis even when you're genuinely trying to, right? So uh, reach out and I'll provide to you um, the best resources that are available uh, to me.
I'll also share this episode with one another person who might use the boost of motivation and productivity and focus uh, and maybe can use uh, less caffeine and nicotine in their life and other stimulants and like energy drinks. Yeah, please share this episode with other people so we all know how to prioritize our sleep, how to sleep better. Um, so we all uh, have better life experience, creating better world for everyone. So that's the whole point. So uh, re-listen to this episode, figure out your 80-20, how you, to make them happen. Share this episode and have an awesome weekend, guys. Uh, I'll see you on Monday. Until then, as usual, eat better daily. <laughs>